Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with my friend Val Harrison. And this week we are talking about school grades-ish, which I, I don't even like using that because I don't like to label my kids with grades because like my youngest, I mean, she's in fifth grade, you know, if, if she needs a grade, people ask her what grade she's in. She says fifth, but she's doing some like sixth, seventh grade classes. And so um, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess she could be in fifth grade if she wants to be or sixth grade, whatever she wants. But whatever the age range is that your kids are in, today we're talking about the middle school years. And so if you've got elementary kids and you missed Monday's episode, go back and listen to that. It will bring some great encouragement to you. But first, I want to thank our sponsor again, CTC Math. They sponsor this podcast. They've been sponsoring us for quite some time, and we are so grateful for them. If you're looking for a good online math curriculum, check them out, ctcmath.com. You can download a free trial of um, what they're doing there. And uh, the guy who teaches, they're from Australia. And so he has a really cool Australian accent. And it's just kind of fun to listen to him. So check him out, ctcmath.com. Um, Val, welcome back today. I'm it's so fun it's, to be here. It's fun to have you here again. And I love talking about middle school with you because you, you ha- you're a mom to seven. You have taken six of your seven through the middle school years. And now your caboose is, it, her, she herself is in seventh, seventh, seventh grade. Seventh grade. Uh-huh. So she's right in those middle school years. Right. And so you've got the experience that these moms and I need to help us navigate through these crazy hormone years. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they, that's what they really are. We're going to just be honest <laughs> about this. Okay. The middle school years are the hormone years and they're the crazy years where these kids are just transitioning from the elementary years of being a little kid and, and it's just different. And then they're kind of figuring out like, Oh, I want to be a teenager, but I'm not quite ready to be a teenager. And I'm still kind of a little kid. I still want to play with dolls or, you know, whatever. I I don't know what little boys play with trucks. Right. (laughs) But then there's that coolness factor where I can't actually play with dolls anymore because now I'm in middle school. And even though I still enjoy it, and then eventually they get into high school and they don't enjoy those same things anymore. And so it's this funny and exciting transition that we, as their parents, as homeschool parents, we get to walk this journey with them. We get to be there with them when they're crying for, I won't say no reason because usually they have a reason. And sometimes that reason is valid, but sometimes they're just crying and they don't even know why, because they're the hormone years. Um, so how do we handle these years? I kind of want to talk about that topic first of, of just dealing with all the changes that are going on in their, in their world. You know, with my first couple that were in middle school, I did not know this yet, but I really believe they have so many growth hormones going on at the time that their body truly does not have much energy left for academics. Mm. I, like I there there's this phenomenon that happens in middle school where you you almost go, "Did you forget everything <laughs> we've learned before now?" I find myself um having to go back to the when they're really little and you go, "Okay, the first thing you're going to do is this. Can you repeat that back to me? You know, you almost feel like you have to revert back a little bit in, in, in the early middle school years, because truly their bodies are putting a whole lot of energy into growth. Yeah. And we need to be understanding of that, quite honestly. And if we expect it, we it won't throw us off quite so much and we won't be quite so frustrated with the fact that 
that where in their, what were they thinking when they did that? It really is sort of like their brain has left the building for a little while. And you cannot believe your kid that has always been this way, responsible and things like that is suddenly making really silly decisions. (laughs) And another aspect of that, um, which, which I think, uh, so in the, in the middle years, they're really asking as well, do I have what it takes? Mm. And do you like me? Does the world like me? Do, am I going to make it in this world? And so also what you see in the middle years is a, they're trying out um, different personalities. They're trying out different appearances. You, know, you, you just see a lot of their literally uh, even having accents. It's super funny. I've noticed this trend in, in middle school kids that they have these pretend accents that they'll do. And, you know, it's just a lot of things that, are pretty funny to, yeah. to us, but it's really this little person trying to figure out who they are and and us needing to help them see you do have gifts and abilities and, and unique design that God has put in you. And it is our role to figure those out. Mm. Don't become what the world it, it says is cool or neat or, or shiny. You become what God has put in you to become. Yeah. And so it is this time that we help them find their focus in becoming who God designed them to be. So identifying their design and, and honing that and, and uh, helping them learn to step out of their comfort zone is also very important um, to, to helping them become who they were created to be, to have the message God, God is building a little message inside of their hearts mm. that the world needs. And they are not going to be able to effectively give that to the world if they are used to living in their comfort zone. So we've got to give them a lot of, of um, experiences that do that, that stretch them. It's, it's a good time of life for stretching as well. Yeah. They, it's so funny you mentioned them changing even like their styles at the beginning of this year, because, you know, my girls are growing so quickly, especially Lacey, my youngest at 11. She doesn't fit into any of her clothes that she fit into last winter. So this winter I said, well, we need to go buy some clothes. And she actually said to me, I'm changing my whole style this winter. And I was like, oh, okay. What what is the new style? (laughs) And it was just so funny to me that she had actually like intentionally thought about the fact that she wants to change her style of dress. And it's, I mean, it's nothing bad or immodest. She just, it's just a different style. And, um, and it's, it was funny to me because I thought, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Now you actually care about what your hair looks like and what you're wearing. And that's what I've noticed, you know, so much with her is she didn't care about that stuff last year, but this year, all of a sudden, like her hair has to look good. Her clothes have to look good. She has to have the right shoes, you know, all those things. Um, and she is, she's trying to find her place in the world. She's trying yep. to figure out where she fits in. And in the process of that, m- my husband and I trying to instill in her, but what does God think about these things? Mm-hmm. And it's okay to want to look cute, but in an appropriate way, of course. Right. And what really is it that she's exhibiting to people? You know, we tell our girls all the time that what makes a girl beautiful is her heart, her smile, and her obedience. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that make her beautiful. And so we're trying to help her to understand that who she's becoming right now as a preteen is who she's going to become as a teenager and as an adult. 
and and it's hard. I mean, these these years are are fun and complicated more so for them. I think you know we because we've been through it, we understand. And I would say that these middle school years, even more so than the elementary years, require more patience yeah. from mom and dad yep. because we have when they're little, we expect them to act a certain way. We expect them to throw the tantrum. When they're in middle school, we don't expect it. So when it comes, we're like, whoa, what, what is happening right now? Okay. And, um, and so I think that these years require even more patience and understanding and coming alongside our kids and just wrapping our arms around them and saying, we got this. We're, yeah. we're here. We're walking this road with you. Mom's been there. Yeah. Dad's been there. We understand the things that you're going through and we're going to help you navigate through these right. crazy times of becoming a, a, a teenager, um, yeah, and a preteen. I've noticed literally there are more opportunities for them to get in trouble mm-hmm. than before or after. Yeah, and therefore we as moms, we really have parents, we really have to stay aware of you know what kind of attitude am I having with my child while I deal with these very many mm-hmm. things. They're because they're moving into trying to communicate in an adult world. They make a lot of mistakes at all of that. Even to the, you know, silly things like they'll try to tell jokes that Mm -hmm. because they see the older world telling jokes that are kind of ribbing each other. Uh Only middle schoolers don't know how to do it and they're offensive. (laughs) You know, they'll 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 say something that they think is just funny, but it actually is really hurtful. Yeah. You know, and so there's just so much for us to be training Mm -hmm. with them at this time that we have to be extra careful that our attitude is encouraging and embracing and I'm on your side, but we've got to work on this. This is not optional. Um, And something I like to focus on with the middle years is leading leadership, you know, helping them see them, see themselves as a leader. Uh, Mm. It changes the, it's just like us as, as uh, homeschool moms, we have learned so much as the teacher, so much more as the teacher than we ever did on those subjects as a kid. And it's the same when we help them put on the hat of I'm a leader among my peers. It helps them change the way that they do peer time. And and also one little other element with that, with the middle years, and we haven't talked at all about homeschooling in the middle years. So we will. I want to get to that. <laughs> uh, but but um, we we want to be careful that we are helping them to work on their personality Mm -hmm. and their relationship skills, because those are going to make or break so much of their future. This little person that we might feel frustrated with that because they just, you know, told some joke that they thought was just fitting in being funny, but was actually kind of hurtful. This little person is going to become a spouse and we want to help them to, to have a strong marriage. We have to help them learn about their own personality and how that personality can be uh, empathetic and and fit well together with with mm-hmm. those around them. You know, I I want my my youngest is very um, determined and a lot of qualities I don't want to squelch in her, but I also don't want her to squash people, right. you know, or insist that her way is the, the only way. So how do I do that in a in a encouraging loving, helping her understand herself, mm-hmm. helping her set some goals in, in her personality, uh, weaknesses that are actually strengths that just need to be honed. 
Yeah. 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 As their moms who are with them and dads who are with them, for the majority of the time, we get to see those weaknesses and we get to hone in on them and really help them to develop those into a way that honors Christ. Yes. You know, my youngest, she is strong-willed off the charts. I mean, I, I didn't even know that people could be as strong-willed as she is. And we praise God for it constantly. And she, you know, we pray with her all the time, you know, Lord, help her to use a strong will in a way that honors you. And she's still learning that because oftentimes she wants to use it in a way that, you know, helps her to get her way. Yeah. Um, but, and, and sometimes she'll say, I hate my strong will. And I'm like, but God gave it to you for a purpose yeah. and you've got to learn to use it for his glory. And she is, and she will, because we focus on it all the time. We pray about it all the time. And it, it it's fun to be able to be the one to help her learn to develop yeah. that and to turn into who God has created her to be. So we've yeah. got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue, and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's Word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready-to-use tools like scripture memory songs, games, and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. Okay, That's go to funny. the contest. Right. Okay. And okay. Okay. To the contest. To the contest. Yeah, okay. get to it. So, or die. Here it is. We're gonna give away five DVDs. Here's all you have to do to enter the contest. Leave a review for the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Go to schoolhouserocked.com slash summer and it will take you to just a very simple form to fill out. And then from that, from all of our responses that we get, we will choose five winners. So that's it. Schoolhouserocked.com slash summer. Leave a review for the podcast. We would love that. If you would do that, just take a few minutes. It's super, super simple to do. We are back with Val. And it was funny, you mentioned before the break, you said we haven't gotten to the homeschooling yet. And we haven't gotten to the academics yet. But I think that what we're talking about right now is even more important than the academics, because here's the thing. Throughout all of all of your kids' education, the academics are the easier part because there are so many resources, especially today. Mm-hmm. There are thousands of resources out there for us to help guide us in teaching our kids. And I'm not saying that it's easy to teach our kids academics. For some people, it's really easy. For some people, it's really a struggle. Um, it, for me, I would say the academics are much more of a struggle than the parenting. I love the parenting part of homeschooling. The academics, I don't despise it in any way, but it's just more of a challenge for me because I am you know, was not trained as a teacher, which, you know, of course, most of my teacher friends would say that's a detriment to them anyway. But I also didn't like school growing up. So the academics are just a, a very small part 
of these years. But I think once we understand our kids better, it makes the academics so much easier. And so, I mean, we could talk all day long about, you know, what curriculum to use, but in reality, we're actually going to do a whole episode on curriculum where we will actually break apart mm-hmm. what to look for in curriculum and stuff yeah. like that. So we're not going to actually focus on curriculum. I really want to focus more on the middle school years and them as people. And so mm-hmm. one of the things I would love to know from you is during those years, because you spent, we, we talked about in on Monday's episode, building that foundation with our kids and for our kids in those early formative years of elementary school. Then we move into middle school And this is where we really need them to start owning their relationship with the Lord. They have to start taking responsibility for their response to God's call on their lives. How have, have you helped your kids, your six that you've now taken through the middle school years, how did you help them through these years of knowing how to form a deep relationship with the Lord? You know, I think partly it's us breaking down what makes up a quality relationship with God it's, it's, there's a lot of parts. One part is knowing scripture well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm telling you, my middle schooler, there is audio in the background so much of the time, meaningful, filling up her heart audio, you know, so a lot of Bible on CD or, Mm -hmm. or things that apply it effectively. Um, So just, just that is you know, one aspect is getting God's word in their heart. And and then also habits. What are spiritual disciplines? Mm-hmm. And helping to establish these spiritual disciplines. So when they were, well, pretty much all the, the way through, we would have our morning devotion times and they all had, we would have a, some together mm-hmm. devotion times and some memory work time, but then we would have quiet time right there. Right. So all of them, whether they were um, nine months old and I gave them little board book Bibles, you know, or whether they were um, three and couldn't read but could look through a picture Bible or, you know, whether they were 15 and would sit there and do their devotions, I wanted them to be in a habit mm-hmm. and I needed time to do that for me. And that was the only way I could yeah. was if we were all sitting there doing that. So anyway, the identifying the spiritual disciplines as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, talking about that relationship with God, talking with them about this is what I've been praying about and what something God's been laying on my heart. And I need to be you know, follow through with that right now. So I need to have a conversation with you that's hard, but I really feel like God has impressed on me that this is a big deal in your life and we need to take some time on it. Or, you know, just having these, putting it in the conversations that I am walking a personal relationship with him. Um, you know, there's this one uh, series that I did on my podcast um, um, that was about feasting with the father when you feel like a frazzled mama. And one of the concepts that I had in that was we cannot push our kids into heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, we we can establish habits in them, but most importantly, we have to go to God's table every day. Right? He said that He's prepared a table for us in the presence of of our enemies. He's prepared a table for us right where we're at, and our kids need to see us living out that relationship with him. And so while there's no perfect formula that can a hundred percent guarantee that my children will, will end up um, serving the Lord or, or, you know, really passionately in love with him 
or living according to his ways. I can't 100% guarantee that, but they must see it modeled in me first. Yes. And as I am filled up with him and and they see that he meets my needs and he is my rock that I run to on difficult days. And he is the one that in the midst of that parenting moment when it's not going well and this really big deal happened, I take a step back from that and I go spend a few minutes with the Lord. He is my source. Yeah. And they need to see us making him our source. Amen. Oh man, we are out of time already. Ah, this time goes so quickly. I can't believe it. Um, we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the high school years and, and transitioning now from middle school into high school and what that looks like and how we can help our kids do that well and how we can do that well as parents. Um, the going into the high school years was scary for me. I, I didn't, you know, taking Brooklyn into the high school years. Cause I was like, okay, here we go. I don't know if I'm ready for this. And it's been such a blessing. And so we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Um, Val, people can find you again at practically speaking mom.com. Uh-huh. Val has a podcast you guys can listen to. She talks about everything from uh, family discipleship to ho- homeschooling sometimes. Um, but yours is more of a like very relationship right, focus right. and parenting and marriage. Right. So it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will be blessed by it. So um, check it out. She's got several books that she's written. She's got wearing all your hats without wearing one. You heard the podcast already that we did on that clash in your home. Um, This is a game plan for cleaning up the conflict when littles are loud, maximizing the moments without drowning in chaos and gaining momentum, preparing your student for the pursuit of a career with or without college. And so you can check all these things out. A homeschooling download um, that is on on my website called homeschooling in real life. And it's about simplifying the systems that you have going on. Mm-hmm. So you can focus on what really matters. So this is going to be about scheduling and about checklists for the kids um, and what curriculum I, how to combine curriculums, um, just a whole lot of different things. Yes. We love some checklists around and here. And some math success tips. And oh. can I give one little thing? Yes, I, of course. I forget, I really wanted to incorporate this in yes. this middle section is this was a game changer for me. I found that I was with seven kids and checking math and grammar. I felt like that was all I was doing in life. Yeah. Was check- <laughs> and so I was like, God, you have to show me a better way than this. And so we totally changed it. And when they get done with an assignment, they bring it to me. They have my my teacher's, uh, teacher's manual. manuals are yep. nearby they get it out open it up to the spot and they're like let's oh, go yeah. and so then they read the question and they read their answer mm-hmm. and i say yes or no mm-hmm. and what this does is one if they got it right they just reinforced that information again yeah if they got it wrong, they found out right away. Right. They don't find out a week after they've now they've done four lessons since they got that one wrong. Right. And it's so much less meaningful. And so part of mastery really is making sure it each step is solid before mm-hmm. we move to the next step step. And therefore checking things quickly is really important, especially in math. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, if we want them to move solidly to the next thing, they've got to get their information right on yeah. this step. And so switching to that form of checking was a total game changer. It made it happen more instantly with that reinforcement of them, you know, hearing it. And and also, if they if they didn't get a 90% or higher, mm-hmm. then uh, we go back to the drawing board. If, it, if they just missed a few more than that, I'm going to have them sit back down with their assignment and 
look through and figure out what went wrong mm-hmm. here. Then they're going to come back and show me what went wrong and teach me the right way to do it. If they got like a 79 or lower, then I'm going to, I realize they definitely don't understand this material. Right. And we need, to, I need to spend some time with them on this material. Right. Yeah. yeah that's genius. Thank you for sharing that. It was a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> these are the tips that these <laughs> veteran homeschool moms get to teach us. So thank you so much. Uh, we will be back with you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your afternoon. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.